In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about a single dungaree, veggie soup for the soul, and Zoom witchcraft in our discussion of Garlic and the Witch by Bree Paulson. Hey everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss Garlic and the Witch by Brie Paulson. (laughs) Standard disclaimer, if you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read the book, then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. I'm so excited. I'm so excited we're going to be going back to the veggies again. I know, it's so precious. It's so precious, I love it. I do. I don't think it's going to be the most involved conversation either, so people, you know... No. Do you know what? What? Get yourselves in the kitchen, make yourself some kind of salad or veggie stew or something. You're not eating the characters, it's fine. But by the time you cook it, there's the, the the episode will be done and then you can sit and enjoy yeah. a nice meal. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I feel like most of the time I'm just going to be going... <laughs> that's all. That's all there is. It's just, it's just me squeeing. <laughs> love it do we have any background information for this one yes here? we do and i found this one from uh, on sequential tart again like last time we love mm. sequential tart so i went back there and they say it's easy to see why garlic is the main character but how and or why did you choose carrot and celery as the main veggies to flank her with and Bree's response is, I like drawing carrots. I wish it was <laughs> deeper than that. Truck. <laughs> I like carrots. Um, she goes on to say, Garlic is small and round, so carrot was a great compliment being tall and rectangular. I didn't plan for Celery to have a big role in the story, but he fell into a role that was good for creating conflict in the story. Celery the vegetable is a bit bland, playing a supporting role in recipes. I thought it'd be funny if Celery the character didn't really get along with the others, being a bit of a bully. So this one is actually that's still talking about uh, Garlic and the Vampire, but you know what? Celery is the same old celery in this one, so it still counts. Celery is a jerk. Celery's a jerk. Yeah. Celery is a jerk in the books, and celery is a jerk in real life. Yeah, I don't mind celery. It's not it's not my favorite, but I don't mind it. I do not enjoy raw celery. I don't mind it. The the only time I think I find it tolerable. As if it's smothered in hummus. Yeah, you gotta dip it in something. Like, just to eat it as is. It makes my tongue go all funny and numb. I don't like that. And I don't mind celery as, like, like Brie Paulson said, it's kind of thrown into the stews to help pad it out. Because mm. otherwise it's just bland. Yeah. I like... It's not exciting as carrots and tomatoes. No, it's definitely not. Or garlic. Um, oh God, I, oh do, God. I do like celery salt. 
Only on a couple Ooh. of things, but that's a good it's a good little flavor addition sometimes. Celery salt's interesting. Yeah. I've used it in recipes before, but not like I mean you don't you can't use it on everything. No. No. <laughs> I use onion salt and garlic oh, salt. Quite all the time. Constantly. And everything. Just put it in my hand and lick it. All the time. I mean, I don't actually do that all the time. That's how much I use. Onion, no, that's just for special occasions. Yeah. Actual garlic itself, though. <laughs> everything. everything. Everything has garlic in it. If, if it gets heated up, it gets garlic in it. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And if a recipe says, oh, one, clo- one, one clove of garlic. Like, no, don't don't you mean seven cloves of garlic? <laughs> we work at minimum of fours in this household thank you very much oh i planted some garlic Ooh. i planted some garlic so i have i have actual garlic growing that's exciting mm. yeah maybe i can pull one out maybe i can pull one up for the episode picture this week <laughs> you're turning into witch agnes i know i am that's fantastic we need to get you some magic spells yes we do but I'm not going to say what magic spells. No, because don't. We cover that in the yes. Summary. So we should probably just probably just get started. Do you have initial thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> like is that got my tea kettle? <laughs> no. Time for a spot of tea. No, nope, that's just delighted Lord Amanda and Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my initial thoughts are? Carrot. <laughs> I love carrot. I was so happy to see carrot again. <laughs> we are such dogs. God, we are. <laughs> Look, we need we need a tiny, short, squeeable, precious episode after the eight and a half hours of Breaking Dawn last week. That is very true. That is very true. And I'm glad that we actually have a like a little mini series that's just precious and delightful and harmless and just carrot soup for the soul. Yes. Yeah, me too. We need it. We need that sometimes. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's salad. do it. Let's go. Let's make a salad. It's going to be like my get ready to go phrase for the foreseeable future. Let's make a salad. Let's make a salad. (laughs) Under a giant oak tree sits a cottage with a vegetable patch where witch Agnes lives. One morning, she begrudgingly wakes up, magics the candles aflame, and climbs down from her loft bedroom. After getting dressed, witch Agnes settles down to her jam on toast and tea. She's hoping today will be better than yesterday. Same, same witch Agnes. Same. This this section, this entire bit, including <laughs> her fantastic bedhead, yeah. is a mood. <laughs> Donning her hat, witch Agnes makes her way outside, greeting her raven, Solas, before tending to her vegetable patch. But it's hard, back-breaking work, and not very fruitful without a dash of magic. Suddenly, witch Agnes realizes what she needs is a little bit of help. Back inside her cottage, which Agnes mixes together some herbs, adding them to her bubbling cauldron before pouring it into a watering can. 
Back outside, which Agnes plants some vegetables, an onion, a potato, a beetroot, a carrot and a garlic, before watching them with the potion and whispering a spell. But nothing happens. It seems which Agnes doesn't have the green thumb her mother had. Oh, well. It was worth a try. Suddenly, there are thumps, thumps, and bumps coming from the patch, and out pops little veggie people. <laughs> Last, with a little help from Carrot, pops garlic. They're all so cute and so delightful, but they don't look fully formed. It doesn't matter, which Agnes is absolutely delighted. And so are we! So are we. <laughs> <laughs> I love that panel so much. <laughs> so, let's fast forward a little bit. Garlic wakes up in her little mushroom house and she's having a good stretch. She notices something odd. She has an extra finger on each hand. She has five fingers. What? <gasps> leaving her house garlic walks along nervously with her hands in her pockets when carrot who couldn't help themselves give her a scare with their cheerful good morning is she heading to the garden early no she needs to see which agnes about her extra fingers (laughs) garlic shows carrot who looks at their own four-digit hand and wonders if the same thing will happen to them all Suddenly, Garlic says she doesn't want to bother Witch Agnes because she's been so busy lately and she doesn't want to be a bother. Carrot wonders if Garlic might be turning into a witch or a human. (gasps) Oh, no! Garlic doesn't want to be a human. She decides she'll go and ask Count. He's a magic user, so he might know what's going on. At the spooky castle which is a lot less spooky now that she's friends with the resident vegetarian vampire, Garlic finds Count in the kitchen testing a new batch of the blood substitute he and which Agnes are working on, which is, upon drinking it, not quite right. Garlic confesses her problem and how, if she's turning human, she's not ready for such a big change. Count tells Garlic how he became a vampire and that it was a change he was not ready for. It was a spell gone wrong. Um, excuse me, Count, can you please tell me what that spell is so I can recreate it? Yeah. (laughs) Some folks, like Witch Agnes's mother, helped him adjust, but others tried to mold him into what they thought a vampire should be. Those folks were minions. It wasn't until he started traveling, seeing the world, interacting with humans, and fell in love that he realized he could be his own vampire. Count watched his lover grow old and die, and to honor him, Count decided to move back to the spooky castle to continue to be himself. Oh, Count! So, so sweet. 
Count thinks garlic would be a good human if the extra finger is what it means, and points out that the other veggies may also start turning too. Really, though, she needs to talk to Witch Agnes and not consider it a bother. Witch Agnes will appreciate the chat, it's fine. Garlic agrees. Maybe being human won't be so bad. She'd be able to give her friend human-sized hugs. Oh, and they have a little twinkle in their eyes. It's so cute. With her mindset, Garlic thanks Count and heads back home. An exceedingly rude human after medical remedies is leaving Witch Agnes's cottage when Garlic arrives. Garlic tells Witch Agnes about visiting Count and the new blood substitute mix not working out. Witch Agnes is dejected and looks tired. Garlic wishes she could help her if only there was a plant or something to replace the blood. Suddenly, Witch Agnes remembers bloodroot. It's used in place of blood in spells, and it could work. Yeah, probably. It, it, she's too tired. She's it, so it, tired. She's so she's tired. She's so overworked. Yes. Bloodroot is difficult to get, but there should be some at the magic market. Garlic is intrigued by the magic market and offers, despite her worries, to go for Witch Agnes if Count will accompany her. They call him on the full-length mirror, and he agrees, so they decide they will set off in the morning. <laughs> I like just going to the mirror. Hello, Count. Hi. Hello. Hello. It's just a giant iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. As Witch Agnes makes a list of other herbs and ingredients Garlic can fetch for her, she notices the little veggie person looking particularly anxious. Garlic shows Witch Agnes her hands and Witch Agnes agrees, yes, it is very probable that Garlic is turning human. <gasps> the same thing happened to her. <gasps> what? Witch Agnes's mother is the giant tree next to the cottage. She cast the same spell on an acorn to make Witch Agnes as Witch Agnes cast on the veggies. Though she did give them a diluted version. Ah. This is why Witch Agnes knows garlic is capable of magic. The other veggies will one day be humans too, but at their own speed. She'd probably tell them about that. Anyway, there's preparations to be made. As Garlic walks back to her little house, she looks down and sees a small, withered plant tendril. She puts her hand out and says, Grow. And it does. Oh my. Garlic dashes home. She's doing magic with five fingers. She's a little garlic witch. Love it. The next morning, Garlic is so nervous. Her hands shake as she drinks her tea. Gathering her courage and her backpack, she sets out of her house. Outside, Carrot grabs her into a hug and gives her a scarf they knitted the previous night for her to take on her adventure. Oh, <laughs> Carrot is so adorable. Carrot. Jokingly, Carrot tells Garlic not to turn human while she's away because she has to wait until they grow more fingers too. Oh. Don't leave Carrot behind. <laughs> As Garlic and Carrot walk through the vegetable patch toward Witch Agnes's cottage, the other veggies call out greetings and well wishes. Even Jerk 
celery. He even says it with sincerity. Whoa. But he's still a jerk. He's still a jerk. No personal growth, really. No. Count is waiting for garlic when she arrives. Together they enter the cottage where which Agnes is double-checking her list. As there are quite a few things for them to get, she's also whipped up a magic bag to carry them in and has them a magic compass which will guide them to the market. The magic market is a few days' journey and the best way to travel is to fly. Count will travel in his bat form and carry the bag so garlic can fly on the tiny little broomstick which Agnes... Which which Agnes has made for her, and honestly, it's freaking adorable. <laughs> so tiny and cute. Mm. It's just legit. Oh. <laughs> Outside, the veggies are waiting to send Garlic and Count off. When Garlic tries her new broomstick, there's a lot of amazement and the odd dash of jealousy. Soon, Garlic and Count are off. They see wonderful and beautiful things on their travels, like a lush forest, an amazingly tall waterfall, and dancing fireflies. For the last leg of their journey, they must fly through a valley with particularly strong winds. Count is flying fine, but Garlic struggles, and one big gust sends her falling down into the forest below. Garlic wakes up on the mossy ground, her broomstick nearby. She tries to fly back out, but the canopy is too thick and she bounces off with each attempt. After one try leaves her face down in the moss, Garlic starts to cry. Her confidence is in pieces. She's lost and lonely and she's turning human. (laughs) (laughs) She knew she couldn't handle this. Looking up, Garlic sees fireflies above her. She realizes that being human may be like this adventure. Scary, but not all the time, and sometimes filled with beautiful things she'd never have seen if she didn't try. Suddenly, Garlic remembers the magic compass. Pulling it out of her pocket, Garlic lets it guide her way. Garlic walks for a long time and eventually hears someone calling her name. Count is waiting for her at the edge of the trees. They both had the same thought, to reunite at the market. Thankfully, it's not far away and they continue on foot. Garlic would love to share the forest with Carrot, but maybe she'll wait to bring Carrot until they are both human. Soon, the magic market is before them and it is a sight to behold. Walking the stalls is exciting as they collect the items from which Agnes's list. Count runs into a friend, Demetrius, who calls him Radomir. <gasps> Apparently, Count is a nickname. His real name is Radomir. He thinks Garlic is a nickname too, but it's not. And yes, Garlic thinks she'll keep it as her name when she's human. At last, they take off the final item on their list, the bullet root, and the witch who supplies it tells them how to grow more. She also tells them about hearthstones as a means of instantaneous transportation so they can travel right back home rather than find a place to rest for the night. They just need to make sure their destination has a hearth or fireplace. 
decided they should go straight back to Witch Agnes's cottage, they both grab a stone and Garlic steps through first. Look at Garlic being so brave. Back at Witch Agnes's cottage, Witch Agnes is waving the veggies off for the evening, having just told them they'll one day be human. Witch Agnes is just about to make a pot of tea when her fireplace starts to rumble and Garlic pops out, followed by Count. Get the stuff out of the way! Count's coming! Move the table! Witch Agnes completely forgot about hearthstones since she doesn't travel very much. With a bulging bag of supplies, the three get to work making Count's blood substitute with Garlic recounting their adventure. Once complete, Count tries the drink and proclaims it a complete success. Yay! Later, Garlic surprises Carrot for a change. She's back and missed Carrot so much, and Carrot feels the same. As they hold hands, Garlic notices something different about Carrot. They have five fingers on each hand too! (gasps) The other veggies have grown new things like fifth fingers or noses or hair. Well... All except jerk celery. Ah, celery is such a jerk. (laughs) With which Agnes later, Garlic and Carrot help to plant the bloodroot in a shady spot. With a little grow magic, which Agnes already has them sprouting. Garlic takes Carrot on a broomstick ride to Counts, and while there, Carrot tries their hand at growing magic too. It works! The veggies are all growing taller, growing new appendages. But celery remains the same. That's what you get when you're born. (laughs) One day, Garlic heads out with her basket and her broomstick to tend the bloodroot. Unfortunately, she slips and falls over the edge of a bank. When she sits up and checks herself for damage, Garlic feels and notices her hands have skin. She hurries to see which Agnes, who is surprised and delighted by Garlic's transformation. Garlic asks to borrow which Agnes's broomstick, since hers is too tiny and far too small for her now, so she may take the harvested bloodroot to count. At the spooky castle, Garlic finds Count in his greenhouse, and he is at first shocked at Garlic's transformation, but then they finally have their human-sized hug. (laughs) He sends her off to go and see Carrot quickly. Back at the vegetable patch, some of the other veggies have fully transformed too, while some others look more human but still have vegetable qualities. Celery is still celery. Carrot stands amongst them, fully human, with carrot-colored dreads and their usual dungarees, shirt, and tie. Oh, so amazing. I love them so much. Garlic kisses them on their cheek as they fall over in an embrace. (laughs) The veggies make bigger houses and garlic and carrot move in together. spend time with their friends, chatting with Witch Agnes and making tea with Count. Market day is more bustling with the extra humans now. One day, in their own little garden, Garlic and Carrot plant some veggies. Together, they water them with a magic potion in a watering can 
and whisper a spell. It doesn't take long before there are thumps and thumps and bumps coming from the ground. That's so cute! I can't handle it! It's so cute! It's so freaking adorable. Okay, I feel like we need to have a squee break. So we're going to yes. keep squeeing, but you go and listen to yes. this stuff. You go and listen. We're going to squee. Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, one chapter at a time, spoiler-free. Each episode will feature a different guest, new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai Fan Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. I don't think I'm going to recover properly. No. I just... It's just... I just love carrots so much. I love all the little veggie folks. But carrot, I just just love them so much. And their little dreadlocks. Their little dungarees. (laughs) They're so so precious. With that shirt and the tie and the dungarees. Not everybody can pull that look off no. the carrot. Oh, I love them so much. <laughs> Have you dressed up any of your carrots yet? No, but I need to. <laughs> I need a little dungaree. Just one. Just one dungaree. <laughs> a single dungaree. Yeah, and a little tie. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe how much I love this book. Because it's just... It's so it's precious. precious. Do, you, do you remember, like, um, Legends and Lattes? Yes. And it's like how I always describe it as a bit of a, a chicken soup. Yeah, this is literally but soup. It's just, this book is literally yeah. soup. Yeah. It's just wholesome there's no real threat it's freaking delightful to look at and it's just it's just nice it's a little lift me up you know you're feeling crappy yes and you could stand and just have a little read and this one there's there's a lot less dialogue in Garlic and the Witch than there was in Garlic and the Vampire Mm. so there's more visual cues yes to be delighted and their little by. drawings with their little fingers and their little noses and they're looking at themselves in mirrors and seeing that they have noses and hair and it's just i can't handle it it's just adorable it's veggie soup for the soul it is veggie soup for the soul one thousand percent yeah 
and you can very it's a it's a the good gateway books the the garlic series like if you've not really read comics before yeah and you don't want to get involved in heroes and villains in marvel and dc and you know there's you just want something that's quick and easy you could pick up either of these and read them as a standalone but they are very good gateway comics they're really easy to follow too you know like like you're saying if you've never read a graphic novel before which can i just say that i gave garlic and the vampire to my mom to read because she'd never read a graphic novel before and she was like this is so cute i love it like that's the first one that she'd ever read that's amazing she was like the story was so cute (laughs) i know so now i need to give her this one yes that's it a lot of comics you can the panels just aren't they aren't easily set out they're all over the place and sometimes you don't know are you reading it page by page or is it a double page spread so digital comics are really good Mm. Um, we've got a couple of the digital comic apps and you just swipe and it takes you to where it needs to be it zooms in it zooms out so you know where you need to get a whole picture and then it'll zoom you in so you can actually see specific parts so it's very smart it's very interactive in that sense um but this you don't and it just if you can read a book you can read this and it just flows nice and easy so it's such a good gateway comic yeah and it's it's got really good morals to it as well. Like, yes. You know, try, be confident. And if you're not confident, have a go. Yeah. And change is scary. Change is freaking horrible. But change is also necessary. Yes. And you get adventures out of it as well. I just love it. I just love it so much. I love the little story we got with Count... And it was so heartbreaking where he, you know, he tells his story about how he accidentally, you know, he did a spell wrong and now he's a vampire. And then he fell in love and then he was with his love for his, like, his entire life. And then he was there as his love died. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go back home and I'm going to keep being myself. I learned this lesson. I'm going to keep being myself. Because that's what my love would have wanted. Beautiful salt and pepper hair. I know. So handsome. His salt and pepper, his, like, that gorgeous, like, almost re-riches kind of white into the, I loved it. He was, yes. They were so handsome. In my head canon, he was a librarian. Oh, I'm certain of that. But it was so sad. It was so sad. It's like, well, he died. It was sad, but it, at the same time, it was a beautiful story that it was told in taught, literally like two panels. And it, but it also taught the count. It taught count how to be himself, and that it's good to be himself, and that he doesn't need to listen to his minions and take over the world. No. No. I do enjoy that callback to the fact that yes. the minions are more bloodthirsty than yeah. bandits. <sighs> yeah, it's just delightful. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say apart from the fact that it is delightful and that everybody should read it and enjoy it. Yes, and it's such a it's quick really... read too. So quick, it... just just a delightful little bowl of soup. Yes, make yourself a bowl of vegetable soup. And enjoy this vegetable soup for your soul. Yes. 
Yeah, I don't really know that I have anything else to add. Although I did love that witch Agnes, bless her, she's just, she's just tired. Okay? Yes. She is tired. Relatable. Yes. Relatable. Witch Agnes, is, I I adored the, like, the, the scene at the beginning where she's like, oh. <sighs> but that's when she decides to go out and grow her little veggie friends. Yeah. It's just so, such a relatable character, actually. Yeah. And bless her, she's just so busy and so tired. And that rude human who was horrible Ugh, to her. Ugh, I know. Ugh. You just, just, she forgets the basic thing. Oh, I forgot about Hearthstone. Yeah, whoops. I forgot that blood root is a blood substitute. Just, and you can... It's completely relatable how yeah. busy you get in the world and you forget... You forget the simplest the things. Yeah. It's understandable. Yeah. So in this magical world where you're grown from acorns and vegetables, you find the representation of yourself. I know. Yeah. I love it. I get that. I love it so much. <sighs> and again, it's told very visually and I, I, I've, I've said two or three times now the, the bed hair yeah. section yes. she's just the and the panel which Agnes is looking straight like towards the reader and she's got one eye half open one eye's like managed <laughs> to get open <laughs> hair all over the place and you can tell she's just gone yeah, same, 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 same mood. Yeah, it's lovely. And then when she's sitting there, and you can hear the thump, 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 thump as the magic spell works. Yeah. Yeah, that was very good. I loved very the good. beginning of each chapter was like a little little veggie just growing a little bit more, a little bit more. So sweet. I adored when the cake, the veggies first came out, and they're just this little round like it was like if you got given some play-doh and got told make some vegetable yeah. people and you're like well i don't know what this is supposed to look like this is the color of potato yeah. this is what is this little orange <laughs> just make these little play-doh veggie people and how they they've obviously grown and developed oh i love it how do you feel about them turning human, though? I was a little, uh, I was a little sad that they be, that they became human, and I also, if I'm gonna be honest here, and I am, there was one panel where Garlic is walking off. I think it's when she's going to check on the beetroot, and she just go, she or the bloodroot. I'm sorry, she goes off by herself, and she's got a nose. She's, I'm going to be honest, she's ugly with her nose. I miss her little, <laughs> I miss her little face without the nose. I'm, she grew into it. I'm glad she grew into her nose. Yeah. She certainly fell into it. <laughs> she did. Imagine falling down a bank and all of a sudden you're human. I know. How she did not constantly just freak out. I don't know. It was more like, <gasps> Okay. And then there's this vibrating anxiety coming off her. Again, relatable. Yes. Yes. 
think I'm relating to vegetables a bit too much. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Um, who is your favorite? Who's your favorite character? Was it Celery? No. <laughs> do you think so? do you think Jerk Celery ever turned human? Maybe, but it took him a while. A lot of personal growth of had to take yeah. place. Yeah, because I mm, he's stunted. Mm. He's bitter. He is bitter. He's stringy. Whoa. Ugh. Yeah. It feels like it has hair on your tongue. <laughs> and then it actually is a hair and you pull it out and celery is grown into a human. Ugh, yuck. Gross. <laughs> gross. Gross. <laughs> But to answer the question, who's my favourite? Uh, carrot. Duh, carrot. Hello. Duh. 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 I did like. Oh, I did like count the one story. Yes. I did like which Agnes because she's so relatable. I, I bet her knees hurt as well. Just, yes. Just love everyone, but celery the yeah. least. Celery, the least. Yeah. I liked all the other vegetables. That really didn't even partake in the storyline very much apart from mm-hmm. like group shots of them looking at their extra digits and appendages. Yeah. More than celery. Yeah. Celery is a jerk. Because celery is a jerk. Yeah. Celery is a jerk. Um, do you know something? I guess this is probably my surprise. And I don't know if it's just because I don't remember it from the first one or if this was a new development in this book. But I didn't remember in the first book Carrot... I didn't remember Carrot's pronouns in the first book. And so I was really, really pleased that Carrot has decided upon their pronouns in this one. And I just love them. I think I I remember, because I wrote the summary for that one, getting anxious that I didn't know the vegetables' pronouns. Like, any of them. Right. I wasn't even 100% sure garlic Yeah, was. I didn't even... I think I remember telling you... I hope I've got the pronouns correctly yeah. because I was writing it and I had to write in capitals her, him or they because I wasn't sure. Yeah. It was just the impression that I kind of got. Yeah. It was complete presumption. Right. But when I did hit it and they did confirm, I was like, yes, okay, I've got it. I can correctly yes. uh, give them the correct pronouns. But yeah, I noticed in this one, Carrot's clearly... They're there, I and I was like, "That is absolutely so delightful." Much. And I love their that... little dreadlocks at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with Carrot. I think you are. I think I am. I love the fact that from the first one, from Garlic and the Vampire to Garlic and the Witch, we've seen these little veggies like grow into their own identities. Yes, we've seen them grow and blossom. Uh-huh. Like we, we see some little growth with jerk celery. Right. And we see how garlic's confidence is building. I mean, it takes some bashes, but when you're not a confident person and you have a lot of anxiety, those achievements that she's making are freaking huge. Yeah. I'm s- I, I, like, I can't believe she went through that through the um the portal with the hearthstone first. That was so impressive. Yeah. That was so impressive. I'm so pleased that she went yeah, through Yeah, I'm things. so proud of her. Yeah. I would love to venture out that 
magic market. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> They're not very capitalist, and I love that. It's like, well, here, I'm going to sell you this blood root, and rather than you make, making you reliant on me as your seller, this is how you grow more. Yeah, here you go. But yes. Thank you. It's perfect. Thank you. Community. Actual community. Yes. I love the little purse that which Agnes gave them. You can just put all oh, your stuff God, in. If I carried a purse, if I was a purse person, I would love to have that purse. Yeah, but I'm not. That, I, I would. That would work so well for like holidays. Yeah, and just put all of your you stuff don't have into to worry your about size or weight yes. allowances. Just put all your stuff in one little bag. It's perfect. Or if you go to the supermarket. Yes. Imagine if you go on a Christmas shopping trip. Shove it all in that little bag. I know. Or if, like, you're traveling, you're getting on an airplane, and you're traveling to meet your very best friend for the first time in real life, and all you have to do is carry one little bag. How many books could you get in that so bag? So many. All of them. Journey? All so of many. them. All of the books. And all of them are hardbacks. Of course. Special edition. As long as it doesn't affect the weight. I, I can't imagine that it does, because... Count was carrying that bag as a little bat. And he was going to carry it back. And he was going to carry it bat. back as a little bat. I love the panels when he turned into the little bat again. Yeah. <laughs> Total Laszlo from what we yes. call in the shadows. Bat! Bat! <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Oh, so good. I also love the fact that garlic's dream if she was to become human would to be able to give count her friend a human sized that is so cute and i adore the fact that she runs to witch agnes to borrow her broomstick to go straight to count to give him a human sized it's like the one thing she needs to do is go and give count one thing she hug. needs to do is hug her friend i love it Love it. It's adorable. It's so freaking adorable. Oh. And the Count's name, Radomir, was my surprise. I know, such a good name. Not, not the fact that he has a name, per se, but that we actually found it out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would love a story about Radomir. I want Me like a prequel story yes. of Radomir with his lover. Yes. It will in be the so library that is now good. canon in my head. Yes, right. And there's gotta be one panel where his lover does a full bell in the bookshop uh, in the in the bookshop. Yeah. There has to be. <laughs> love everything. My cheeks are hurting from smiling so much. This is such a delightful I love, book. I love it so much. <laughs> I can't even... I can't even, like, handle any of it. It's so good. I feel like there's something else that I wanted to say. Oh, um... Where is this on her website? Brie Paulson has a webcomic. Patrick the Vampire. Yeah. Don't skip ahead to my recommendations. Okay, I won't then. <laughs> but... <laughs> I've got the link is in the, the the link to it is in the, in the script if you 
school though. I know, Patrick. I just I want to read their story. I don't know if Patrick the Vampire is related to probably not. But it just made me think. Trigger warning. Yeah, there is there are trigger warnings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not the same. It's not middle grade. No. It look he they look like they could be brothers. Right, yes. Oh, one of my favourite panels as well. I keep mentioning like every single one. Yeah, it's fine. Was when um Garlic gets on her little teeny tiny broomstick for the first time. And she's like, and then all the other veggies like, I want a broom. Yeah, so cute. Me too. I don't know what else I can say about this apart from just read it. Just read it. Just read it. Just read it. Be easier. It's so precious. All right. Is it time for Would You Rather? Yes, on social media. Would you rather grow a fifth digit or a nose? On Facebook, 60% are getting that extra finger. On Instagram, it was 67% growing the fifth digit. Twitter was 50-50. And TikTok, 74% are growing an extra digit. Nice. We have a few comments. Colin on Facebook. A nose. Otherwise, how would I smell? Terrible. (laughs) 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 And on and on and on. No, but seriously, you need a nose to smell. Also taste buds, which I notice are not being discussed. So as it stands, you could taste a fart, but not smell it, which is kind of disgusting if you think about it. Also, four digits is more than enough to pick my newly grown schnoz. Fantastic. That's, That's fantastic. Ew. Katrina on Facebook said a nose so I could smell. Plus, I already have four fingers. Brie on Facebook, I would want to smell myself. <laughs> Extra fingers are just unwieldy. <laughs> I want to smell myself. Oh, nose. Vincent on Facebook said opposable thumbs for the win. And Constance on Facebook, I need thumbs to rule the world. Thank you very much. We had some comments from the library as well. Mm. One person said, I think I would like to have a nose for aesthetic and smelling purposes. (laughs) Someone else said, nose, if I already have a thumb and three fingers, I'm good without a fifth. And then the, another person said, finger. I have no explanation, honestly. And finally, Mr. Potato Head won't give two eyes about this answer. Oh. Get in the sea. Get in the sea. <laughs> get in the sea. Just get in there. Done. What? What? What are you doing? I don't have the greatest sense of smell anyways. Yeah. Like, right now, I cannot breathe through my nose at all. I am one of those mouth breathers. Oh, no. <sighs> not by choice. Not by choice. When I can breathe through my nose, it's like, <gasps> oh, a whole new world. 
so I'm not really missing a nose per se. So I'm going to go with the digits. Okay. And my sole reason, I mean, you've already got the opposable thumb. Right. With garlic, so that's fine. Yeah. So the sole reason I'm giving you that is so I've got more fingers oh. to like yeah. curse with. That's fantastic. Pause with. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yes, you need all of... Like, how can, how can you do the Vulcan... You can't. ...hand thing without? I don't think it would work. <laughs> yeah, can't. Oh! Oh, Claire, raised your hand! <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Zoom. Claire, I'm going to call that on you. That was freaky. Oh, my God. Z- Z- I like smelling stuff. I have a good sense of smell. I like to smell things. So I'm going to keep my nose. I don't need the fingers. I mean, I would say that I need fingers to wear all my rings on, but like I don't wear pinky rings anyway. I got I got yeah. enough rings on all the rest of my fingers. Yeah. You know, the only time I actually had a decent sense of smell was when I was pregnant. I could smell an orange at 50 paces. Well, you know, maybe you would still have that sense of smell if you didn't also eat tissues while you were pregnant. I didn't eat them. I chewed them. <laughs> Can we please get the fact right? I did not swallow. I just had to have the texture on my tongue. <sighs> and it was, it was so good. <sighs> okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather fly by broomstick or as a bat? That's a hard one because I I really would love a flying broomstick. Right. I'm going to say a bat so that I can do a full Laszlo and go bat and then turn into a bat. Yeah, of course. But also, I've got a feeling I would fall off the broomstick. I would need like a seat. So I'm gonna go back. Plus, bats freaking adorable. Yeah. I love bats. Yeah. Um. And if I'm a bat, that might mean I'm a vampire. Right. Well. That's Whoa. that's the only answer to this question, Claire. If you're a if you're a bat, you're a vampire. So you have to pick vampire. You have to pick bat. Yes. I think I said fat. You have to pick bat. <laughs> or vat. Vat bat. Vat bat. Vat bat. Vat of bat. Vat of bats. <laughs> Yes. That's the answer to the question. I want a vat of bats now. <laughs> Would you rather grow from an acorn or a garlic bulb? Oh. Okay, so I have a question. Which Agnes was like, that oak tree out there, that's my mom. So after you 
are finished with your human body, do you become what you came from? Or is that the tree she was an or she was an acorn from? So her mum was an acorn as well, who fell from a tree. Right, and was turned into a witch. Or became a witch. Mm -hmm. Became a witch. She was magicked into being a witch. Then when she was a human witch, she took an acorn and did the magic. Yeah. So it might be that the all all witch Agnes has come from the same oak tree. Yeah. But I just wonder, like, do you do you return? Is it, do you return to what you were before? I think everybody turns to compost at the end of the day. Because if that's if that's what it is, I I feel like I would rather be a tree than a garlic. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a corn. I think it, you know the prospect of being a tree. Ah, I am a tree. I think we've had this conversation. I'm pretty before. sure we have. You've done that before. Yeah. I mean, that's not unsurprising right. to anybody. Yeah. All right. Would you rather? This is probably the hardest question. I think it's it's harder than <sighs> flying by broomstick or by bat or as a bat. Would you rather be best friends with carrot or count? <gasps> How do you choose? It's impossible. I know. I know. I'm, my response is going to be, I'm going to pick count. You're going to pick carrot. And then we'll hang out as a whole. Okay, time. done. Perfect. Because you're right. I was totally <laughs> going to pick carrot. <laughs> totally. Last question. Would you rather continue being a veggie person or become human? Oh, I think I want to be a veggie person. I want to be a veggie person too. I don't want to turn into compost, but I want to be a veggie I person. I want to be a I veggie be person. Adorable. Yes. They're just so cute. Yeah. Let's be cute little veggie people together. Yes. Okay. Run around the garden yeah. causing mischief. Yes. Stealing celery speed. Knocking over these piles of celery. <sighs> yeah. All right. Favorite final thought quote. What you got? You know, there were so many. There I took so many yeah. screen grabs. Yeah. But I wanted to just give you three. Okay. Same, I have three. Cool. Oh, grapes. What have I got myself into? I love... I think I say that every day. I love grapes. I love that that's their, like, expletive. Oh, grapes. Oh, grapes. <laughs> I want to brew. <laughs> Same. Um, big changes can be scary. Oh, so true. So true. What have you got? Well, I've got one that is also about change. That's the thing about change, isn't it? You want to wait until you're ready, but sometimes you never are. That's true. Yeah. I've seen a lot of amazing, beautiful things, though. Things I would never have seen if I hadn't left home. Yeah. And finally, hopefully today is better than yesterday. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Except which Agnes. Same. Oh. Samesies. Samesies. <laughs> okay. If you liked this, try this. What are you going to suggest, even though I already know and everyone else already knows too? Patrick the Vampire, book one by Brie Paulson. I have not read it. I was looking at other Brie Paulson stuff because after reading this, I was like, yes, I need more. And I found Patrick the Vampire. It's a webcomic. Okay. So if you go to www.patrickpatrickthevampire.com forward slash comic forward slash archive, you can access book one. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you the summary and there is content warnings as well. So please take heed of them uh, before accessing. Patrick's a fun-loving guy who enjoys knitting and baking, visiting his friend Becky at the local coffee shop and is a proud member of his neighbourhood's book club. I want to be best friends with Patrick know, so much right now. He's just a really nice guy trying to live a normal life. Oh, I almost forgot. He's a vampire. <laughs> how, how I just, I need to read this. Yeah. So the content warnings, there's blood, there's violence, there's gore, emotional emotional slash physical abuse, torture, sexual harassment slash assault, suicide and death. Pages with triggers are tagged accordingly with the warnings on preceding pages. That's so, a really good know, idea. Marie Paulson's done a fantastic job yeah. of highlighting that and that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but I did also note that Brie Paulson has started her Patreon again. Oh, um, and I think there's going to be more Patrick the Vampire content put onto those pages. I have not investigated further. Yeah. But, you know, the internet's there for everybody to be able to look at right. and have a uh, check it out. Yeah. But definitely something I'm interested to check out myself. Yeah. But try Patrick the Vampire book one. Like I say it's Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-K, the vampire, all one word, dot com, forward slash comic, forward slash archive. And just see. Just have a look. Yeah. I want to read it. And I'm not even like a fan of web comics, but I want to read it. I've started to, to enjoy them a lot more. Um, I probably read four or five now quite regularly. Huh. Just falling into them. Most of them. There, there is one where it's a little girl and she's a Japanese, I can't remember what it's called. She's a Japanese horror character. Oh, like a yokai? Yeah, and she's just been to Japan and visited her whole family and every single one of them are Japanese monsters and horror characters. It's I it's fun. It. It's really fun. She doesn't say speak. The little girl doesn't speak at all. I can't, wish I could remember what it's called. I've got it on my phone, so I don't know why I'm not looking. But I think actually you quite enjoy it. Um, and I think the beauty is of web comics at the moment is you can just spend a few minutes you can read one and put it down and you're not feeling like you have to finish masses of them yeah it's really fun yeah uh it's called irma e-r-m-a and it's on um webtoon it's really fun if you like japanese horror but with a bit of a cute twist yeah i love that that sounds fantastic yeah (sighs) also recommend vampire husband (laughs) cheryl's an old woman married to a vampire charles it's great anywho what's your recommendation i'm just giving them all yeah my my recommendation is not a webtoon it's not a webcomic it's called 
Cat's Cradle, The Golden Twine by Joy Ryu. And this is coming out in June. Um, I believe this it might be a re-release or maybe it was a webcomic or something before, but it is going to be out in book form June 21st. And I got this summary from Book Riot. Fantasy fans will love Joy Ryu's debut middle grade graphic novel as an author slash illustrator. Orphan Suri may be a street urchin, but she's obsessed with monsters and dreams of one day taming them. When a new wagon joins her caravan, Suri gets the opportunity to put her monster-taming gifts to the test. Adventure abounds in this first book in an exciting new graphic novel middle grade trilogy. So I went with this one because it's middle grade and so is garlic. Yes. And also obsessed with monsters? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds really fun. Middle grade comics are great. They're so cute and they're so like, easy uh, and you can just zip right through them and they're so much fun. Yeah. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean nope. you, you do not miss middle grade comics because there are some absolute yeah. stellar yeah. stuff out there. Yeah. Do we have an indie spotlight this week? We do. We do. We have one. It's called I, Miha by Christine Suggs. And I said it that way because there are the expl- the exclamation marks on that one. So we're really shouting it. Ay, Mia! There is a quote at the beginning. Um, and it's from Julie Murphy. She's like plugging it. And we love Julie Murphy. She wrote Dumplin' and Puddin' and all of those really cute books. Ah, uh, yes. So... Uh, She says it's an absolutely heartwarming and vibrant story of belonging, family, and the meaning of home. This book is a treasure. So it sounds pretty precious. And here's the full description of it. In this bilingual, inventive, and heartfelt debut, graphic novel talent Christine Suggs explores a trip they took to Mexico to visit family, embracing and rebelling against their heritage and finding a sense of belonging. 16-year-old Christine takes their first solo trip to Mexico to spend a few weeks with their grandparents and Tia. At first, Christine struggles to connect with family they don't yet share a language with. Seeing the places their mom grew up, the school she went to, the cafe where she had her first date with their father, Christine becomes more and more aware of the generational differences in their family. Soon, Christine settles into life in Mexico, eating pan dulce, drawing what they see, and growing more comfortable with Spanish. But when mom joins their trip, Christine's two worlds collide. They feel homesick for Texas, struggle against traditions, and miss being able to speak to their mom without translating. Eventually, through exploring the impacts of colonialism in both Mexico and themselves, they find their place in their family and start to feel comfortable with their mixed identity. It sounds quite like a heavy book, quite heavy reading. It does. But it sounds really interesting. Yeah. So I just, I love how, I love how normal things are. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fantastical. Sometimes it can just be a story. Yes. And I mean, this is their own story. Yeah. And I just, I like it. It sounds cute. It sounds like the type of book a lot of people will be able to relate to. Yeah, and it sounds like something that maybe 
you need to read it to understand another culture or another way of life. And Definitely. I don't know. It just sounds cute. It sounds really good. Yeah. Cool. So that's it for this very short, tiny, and precious episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. <laughs> and I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss How to Survive Your Murder by Danielle Valentine. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise. And become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover. If you like this episode, check out our others, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for her music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.